At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. We keep rolling right along on a college football Saturday. This is Betting Across America, our number five from downtown Las Vegas, our Circus Sportsbook Studios, back with Wes Reynolds. I'm Ben Wilson. We have Adam Burke with us as well from our Mandalay Bay Sports Studio. Just did an outstanding job with Mandalay Bay Sportsbook Director Mike Piranio in the last segment. Uh, Adam, Wes, and I just having the conversation off air here. We're watching this crazy Illinois-Penn State game into the fourth overtime, 16-all between the Fighting Illini and Nittany Lions. There is, is, as we've discussed, the theme today has been the potential look-ahead Saturday for so many teams. Looking at this right now, I mean, Penn State and Ohio State are going to square off next week. Sight unseen for Ohio State, a game we'll get to in a second. Adam, I mean, what's the line going to be in that matchup based on how much of a struggle it's been today for the Nittany Lions? I'm thinking what Ohio State minus fourteen, minus fourteen. That's and a half, exactly maybe? what I. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, let's say that uh, Ohio State kind of you know right around the number, not very impressive tonight. And uh, look, uh, as now Penn State fails to convert, this they're now amazing. they're now in the spot after two overtimes. Now the new rules, you have to go through two point conversion. So Penn State does not convert. By the way, Artie Sitkowski, the Illinois quarterback, was hurt. So. You know, we'll see who Illinois brings here for the fifth overtime. It is all tied at 16, so this two-point gimmick is going to save any underbackers. So we're about to get our fifth overtime in Happy Valley. We do have a late lead change down in Blacksburg. The Syracuse Orangemen now take the lead. Garrett Schrader to Damian Alford, 45 yards out. 40-36, to 36, Cuse. 19 seconds left to go. That was that early wow. Ray Comish 
Bush-ACC uh, yeah, yep, game that we were talking about that they put at uh, 12.30 Eastern, 9.30 Pacific. Syracuse, though, is covering the extra point good, 41-36. VT was laying three and a half on the close, only 19 seconds left for the Hokies. Uh, just amazing. As we go to a fifth overtime, and keeping in mind that Arthur Sikowski was already the backup quarterback to begin with when Brandon Peters went down on the season opener for uh, for Illinois. So we're looking at, uh, I, I believe, I don't I have no idea who the third-string quarterback is for, uh, for Illinois. Adam, we were just doing the math here, Wes and I. If you were to lose your under 45-and-a-half in Illinois-Penn State, you would need both teams to convert seven successive two-point conversions. So we would need 13 overtimes uh, at a minimum here if you were to somehow lose this under. I, 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 cannot, I mean, we brought you on when this was a ridiculous 10-10 game in the fourth, Adam, and I don't know what it is about us three being on the desk, but it's produced this absolutely wacky uh, outcome right now in, uh, in College Station. I don't know. You know what? If you lost your under ticket in this game somehow, it's one of those that Scott Van Pelt would have to spend the entire hour-long sports yeah. center oh, on. Oh, for oh it goes center. in the opening the opening to the segment. It A replaces block, yeah. the Kelsey, you know, the, the, or, or, the, uh, or I don't know if it'll replace Brent's. You've got to be kidding me, Ohio State-Northwestern. That probably stays forever as Penn State fails to convert. So now Illinois yet so another chance. So we're a combined 0 for 7 on two-point conversion. Yeah. <laughs> this is just, absolutely just nuts. Do, Remember the original XFL where they would put the – they didn't have an opening kickoff where they would put the ball at midfield. Obviously, too many injuries, so I'm kind of being half facetious here. But it's like put the ball at midfield and have your two fastest guys run after it. The first guy that gets it gets the win. By the way, it is, it is, Brandon, it is Peters Brandon Peters in the game who's been battling injuries all year, the fifth-year senior. Fifth overtime now for the I Illinois mean, Fighting Illini. Incomplete. incomplete ball Put us out of our away. misery. Come on. We are going to a sixth overtime here in State College. <laughs> sixth overtime. This is amazing. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in this uh, in this game that refuses to end. This is like the uh, what that HBO special, the uh, Seven Days in Hell. The, uh, yes. The, the, the spoof of the Nicholas Mahout-John Isner match at, uh, at Wimbledon. <laughs> Uh, as we like, uh, Adam, while we are, I know we're just enthralled by what's going on here. Wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, we mentioned Ohio State and what that line is going to be next week. You and Wes both agree, probably Buckeyes by 14. What about the, the spot, though, tonight going to Wes's alma mater down in Bloomington as the Buckeyes take on the Hoosiers? Lane 21 or, or 21 and a half in, uh, in some spots. Uh, how do you uh, see that line? Is it uh, too much to be laying in a primetime road spot, especially in league play here for a team like the Buckeyes? No, I don't think so. I mean, we've seen this line go up, and we haven't really seen any buyback on it. So it seems to me like a lot of people out there, a lot of influential people think Ohio State will take care of business in tonight's game. And look, I mean, even in their one loss, that game against Oregon, they had 612 yards of offense. They had basically four turnovers in plus territory in that game. They had some opportunities to score, turn it over on downs, stuff like that. So this Ohio State team is definitely buttoned up now at this point in time, and, and Stroud has all the weapons in the world to pass the football to. I will say, though, I'm kind of leaning under for this game tonight for one of the reasons I mentioned earlier about, look, I'm sure Ryan Day and the offensive coaching staff put in some new stuff for Stroud during the bye week. I don't think we see it here. I don't think this is a spot where Ohio State wants to go score 45, 50 points, empty the playbook, anything like that. I think they want to use a lot of Travion Henderson, use Master Teague, use whoever they can in that running game, and just sort of you know, take a, a nice, responsible, easy win here out of Bloomington where they'll start preparing for Penn State next week. Although, uh, given what we're seeing here today, 
uh, you know, maybe maybe Penn State doesn't stand yep, too much of a chance next week in Columbus. Well, and and this uh, to Adam's point, this is a very solid Indiana defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, that's really their strongest side of the ball because the offense has been absolutely anemic. We know it's Jack Tuttle and not Michael Penix. Remember, Michael Penix did throw for almost 500 yards in Columbus, where Indiana got down 35-7. Came back uh, to make it a one-score game. Had the ball at the end, just couldn't get it over the top. Uh, Indiana in total offense, 108th in the country, 128th in passing efficiency. This is a team that, look, totally outplayed Michigan State last week. Should have won that ball game. The defense certainly held up its end of the bargain, but uh, Indiana's offense did not. So they're already calling for Nick Sheridan to be replaced, Mm -hmm. the offensive coordinator down there and the offensive line coach as well. So... To Adam's point, I would be on the under before I'd be on the over. But if this gets to like 21 and a half more widespread in the market, there's, I think, one rogue 21 and a half out there for the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes lane. I think it's still 21 here at BetMGM. Yep. 21 and a half at uh, South Point, where our other yeah, studio is yeah, stationed. So you're well. gonna, I think you're going to start to see 21 and a halves, and then you might see some guys come in. And I will take the extra hook. You'll take Thank the you hook. very much. Uh, I think. You know, I've seen nobody on Indiana all week this week, mm-hmm. and they split the baby kind of with the opener at 19. If it was Penix going, it might have been closer to 17 on the opener. So they kind of split it, and then, of course, once they realize it's Tuttle, it goes to 21 here. So uh, no surprise. But haven't seen a lot of movement, but we know we've seen a lot of tickets oh, and we some have. money on Ohio State. Yeah, one of the, of the uh, BetMGM insights we had earlier, one of the largest – not only ticket counts, but also handle. It's been one-way traffic uh, for Ohio State. And, Adam, thinking about some of these just massive favorites this week, and we've seen some of them, especially in the early window struggle, I think to a team that usually in these spots is pretty reliable, especially at home, and that's the Alabama Crimson Tide, who are, uh, after last week, absolutely blasting Mississippi State following the Tide's upset loss at Texas A&M. Alabama wins that game last week as a 17, 17.5-point favorite going away. Now the bookmakers are saying, all right, we, we get it. We, we're back to Alabama, the, the team that we expected coming in. They've jacked this line up to 25 at BetMGM, 25 and a half in a lot of the spots in the market. What kind of effort do you expect to see, Adam, out of a Tennessee team one week after the, the mustard bottle gate at Neyland Stadium and that frustrating loss to Ole Miss? Mustard bottle gate. Yeah, Lane Kiffin with a few new range balls to play with. Uh, complete mess there in Knoxville last week, to say the least. As far as this game goes... Look, the one thing I will say about Alabama that's a little bit concerning here laying 25 and a half is that in the past, the teams that have generally found a way to either hang with them or beat them have played with a lot of tempo and have had a very mobile quarterback. So we'll see what happens here with Tennessee and if they're able to have some success playing with the tempo that they've been able to play with. At the same time, Tennessee's been very fortunate in the first half of their last few games here. Missouri, just a bunch of self-inflicted wounds. Same thing from South Carolina where I don't know if this Tennessee offense is as good as what we've seen, but at least we know they're going to play very, very fast. So I looked at this game, and I thought that the over was probably the way to look in this one, where I think, you know, look, if you like Alabama in this spot, you're probably hoping for an under, but I think this could be one of those games where Alabama puts up a bunch of points, Tennessee's able to get to the 20s, something like that, uh, and wind up pushing this thing over the total. So that's where my head's at with it, but not a game I'm playing from a side standpoint. Yeah, same here. I would be on the over. And look, uh, Hendon Hooker 
is going to go. He is the better quarterback for Tennessee. I think he has been a big upgrade over Joe Milton. They've moved the ball. Josh Heupel likes to run tempo. He's certainly going to do that. I don't think all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're playing Alabama, so we're going to milk the clock and run the football. Look, they're going to run their offense. They know they're big underdogs. And uh, by the way, just a quick update. Noah Kane stopped inches short of the goal line, seven overtimes. There has never been an eight-overtime game in FBS. This is history this right is here insane. as Illinois is going to get one more <laughs> shot before we go to the I mean, eighth overtime. At, like, I think if you put – like, if I was quarterback, put Wes in the slot. Adam, you, you know, you, I don't know, you set up as a tight end. Like, I think we, we've had so far nine combined two-point conversions. I think the three of us could somehow figure out a way to get in the end zone. Uh, Illinois with a chance to win seventh overtime. So the latest now, if you were to lose an under, it would, you would need now at a minimum 15 overtimes. Uh, we'll see. Handoff left side, not even close. We are We're going have eight a record. We've got a record here. His, history made right here on so, the betting across America oh Saturday my God. program. This is Adam. This is our equivalent in 2021 of, of the Frank Beamer, uh, the nothing nothing after this, regulation. This is game. Isner Mahood, as you point Isner out. Isner Mahood, eight overtimes. <laughs> Amazing. This is the saddest pillow fight I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, how, how can you not get in the end zone on two-point? I mean, you have to have plays in the playbook that are designed exclusively for two-point conversions. Are, are these guys just both out of them? I, I have no idea. Look, honestly, that last play by Illinois, I don't know if you agree with this, Wes, it looked like they just gave up. They're like, yeah, let's just run a stretch playoff left tackle, oh, see my. what happens. I mean, that was not even close. This is, a, this is three yards in a cloud of <laughs> meh basically in this game between Illinois and Penn State. And uh, speaking of another Big Ten score, we'll squeeze in before the break. Purdue has 13 points and has 45 yards offense. They got a defensive touchdown. They now lead the Badgers 13 to 10, about five wow. minutes left to go in the first half. Adam, I don't know if you knew this is what you'd be signing up for when you uh, step into the Mandalay Bay studio, but complete unadulterated chaos. We'll see when we bring in our uh, Fred Scott Seidenberg in about the 20 minutes of this game is still going. I don't know, eighth overtime about to get underway. A first in college football history, Illinois and Penn State. We'll update you on that when we return. Also look ahead to some of the marquee games coming up later on the card tonight with Adam and Wes on the other side right here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in. It is Betting Across America on yet another crazy action packed college football Saturday, live from across Las Vegas. Back with Wes Reynolds. I'm Ben Wilson in downtown Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Adam Burke joining us as well from our Mandalay Bay Sports Studios as well. Adam, quite the time for you to be making your, your weekend on here debut with a game like this, a first ever nine overtime game. Illinois and Penn State, we give the quick update here because, no, it has not ended. Uh, Penn State just had a pass broken up in the end zone. Uh, at, like, Adam, are you? can you be our uh, like our ghost whisperer here? Like, is Illinois finally going to do this, or are we just going to have to suffer in misery for, for, for the foreseeable future here? I hope so. I'd like to put a different game on. That would be pretty <laughs> nice. But you called it an action-packed Saturday. This is an inaction-packed uh, nine overtimes here. We've in, had four combined College, points sure. in the nine overtimes. Here's Brandon Peters. For the win, has a bad, it is caught. The wow. national nightmare is over. Illinois in nine overtimes, 20 to 18. You hear the cheers and, from behind Adam at the Mandalay and Bay. And plus 1,100 oh. uh, money oh. line here at BetMGM. think there might have been a little bit better in the market, but wow. well over 10 to 1 on the money line if you get there, and it only took nine overtimes to do it. 24.5-point underdog. Uh, they were plus 1,450 behind us at Circa. All right, Adam, it's, 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 you can finally flip to another game. Your, your national nightmare uh, is over. Uh, but also, just I mean, we talk about what that line would be next week for Penn State, Ohio State. We're going to get into some buy, sell, or hold in the Big Ten futures odds in a second here, Adam. But I mean, how can you excuse a loss like this for Penn State, uh, given that uh, even though it was that potential letdown spot, they had umpteen chances uh, to win, even, even after the sluggish start here, and, and eventually do end up losing outright with that 20-18 to 18 final. Yeah, and this is something a little bit new for James Franklin. Usually he uh, screws up the in-game management and stuff like that in the marquee games. But now, you know, losing to a team that he's absolutely not supposed to lose to, uh, not a good look. And again, you know, like Wes said, I mean, if, let's assume Ohio State plays close to the number here tonight. I, I think 14.5 is what you put up on, on next week's game in Columbus. And I wouldn't be shocked if Ohio State took a little bit of money at that number, too. 
Yeah, yeah, I would think so, too, obviously. Now with Penn State having two losses, college football playoff is done. Now they got to play spoiler, essentially, here in the Big Ten East. Oh, by the way, we do still have two teams undefeated in the state of Michigan. Oh, we in do. said Big Ten East. As we get into our buy, sell, or hold. After all, so let's just give credit. If you're an underbetter in that nine-overtime game, uh, the sweat of your life there, you stay under the 45-and-a-half. Here are, look at your Big Ten odds in this edition of buy, sell, or hold. It's probably a good thing we did not have uh, Penn State on this list because they would they would be done so with Michigan State, your uh, one, one team along with Iowa, uh, both with buys this week, Michigan State and Michigan, the two undefeateds on this list. I'll start with, uh, with you, Adam, since we, we did just cap this uh, Ohio State-Indiana game, looking into uh, the spot tonight. Big favorites, 21. Might see some 21 and a half before things uh, end up uh, kicking off here. But Ohio State, a team that not necessarily forgotten about, but so certainly from the public betting perspective, put on the back burner after their home loss as a 14-point favorite to Oregon earlier this year. All of a sudden, here they are as a one-loss team who's going to have cracks at Michigan, as we all know, down the stretch. They'll have the Penn State game as well. Minus 175, is that a fair price to you at this point that would intrigue you enough to jump in on a futures ticket with the Buckeyes, or are you staying away at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think minus 175 is pretty decent on Ohio State here. I mean, look, they're going to be a favorite at Michigan, probably in the three, three and a half range, I would think. So in theory, you could just kind of wait until that spot and, and go ahead and play Ohio State on the money line in that one, as opposed to tying up your money in case they trip up against Michigan State, as they've done before in the past. Uh, but, I mean, look, you know, they're going to be favored in that game, in all of their remaining games, including the Big Ten Championship game, regardless of which team they wind up playing. Looks like it'll probably be Iowa. If it is, Ohio State's a comfortable double-digit favorite in that game as well. So I think at minus 175, it makes some sense. I mean, look, you know, Michigan has not played a team with anywhere near the athleticism of the Buckeyes yet. That's a matchup that's been very, very one-sided, as we all know. It, it's hard for me to see Ohio State losing any of their remaining games up until they get to the college football playoffs. So I think minus 175 is is a pretty decent value there on Ohio State. You, you agree with that, uh, Wes? Yeah, well? yeah, I would be with Adam on this one because obviously somebody's going to go down. Somebody's always going to go <laughs> next week in the Paul Bunyan Trophy. If Michigan State and Michigan, I would say it's Michigan State's O that's going to go because I, I think Michigan has proven to be the better team. I think Michigan State, I don't want to say they're totally fraudulent because seven and know a seven and no you got to put a little bit of respect on their name but uh you, you saw what we saw against indiana last week yep. it's like how did they win that game indiana's anemic offense is how they won that game so uh you know michigan assuming they could be undefeated now they still got to play penn state as well so this east is obviously the better division the west is still kind of wild and wacky iowa still controls its own destiny at three and one you have minnesota and maryland by the way uh that's now in the second quarter all tied at three here so uh minnesota is kind of after that loss to bowling green they picked it up a little bit they're two and one Purdue is two and one. Wisconsin on the doorstep trying to take the lead. Wisconsin, by the way, one and two in the West. So, look, I'm with Adam here. I just don't see anybody in the West. That is by far the weaker division in the Big Ten Conference. I don't see anybody stepping in Ohio State's way. And it's not that I don't think Ohio State's without its flaws. Mm -hmm. I still think the defense can be had a little bit, especially in the passing game. We know that, uh, 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 what's his name, uh, uh, Kerry Coombs, the defensive yep. coordinator, did have his play calling duties taken away from him. So it's a more of a collaborative effort by the Ohio State coaching staff to coach that defense and call the plays. Offense is going to be fine. Like, even if Indiana's defense steps up tonight, Ohio State probably getting in the high 30s 
at least, and that's like a pedestrian offensive performance when you consider that they score. They've been scoring like 54, 55 a game ever right. since that loss to Oregon. Well, and they, like assuming Ohio State, if they do just win the game outright tonight, you'd have Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, all at four and zero in the Big Ten East with that Michigan, Michigan State matchup uh, next week. And you know, too, at the end of the regular season, you'd have Ohio State uh, chance to uh, beat Michigan in that final game of the season. Meanwhile, and, and Adam, I, I just think of this because you recently wrote an article for us. Uh, talking about NBA futures and how so much of, of your philosophy there is just looking for potential spots to get hedgeable opportunities and, and take a big number on a team where you know you can get off eventually if they make the playoffs and have those odds significantly shortened. Now, in, in practice here, it's certainly a completely different uh, look because the numbers are so much shorter, and we are not, not in the NBA where it's still basically the start of the year, but we're pretty deep into the season. Uh, having said all that, how would you kind of uh, navigate the, the, the waters here when you look at a team like Iowa who – Yes, I mean, 3-1, and one, they just showed a, a lot of flaws in that home loss to Purdue last week. But, yeah, I kind of have a hard time seeing anybody else besides Iowa emerging from the Big Ten West, just given the state of that division. Is that a team at 5-1 to one you would think about taking a shot on, just knowing that you could easily get off of them, assuming they're in the Big Ten championship? Yeah, I think Iowa should be the representative from the Big Ten West. The question is... Do you really need to take 5-1 to one now, given that you could probably get a better number against Ohio State in the Big Ten mm -hmm. Championship game, or at least something close to it, to the point where you don't have to risk Iowa you know, on the road in Madison against Wisconsin? Or you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Scott Frost saves his job on November 26th against Iowa uh, and winds up beating the Hawkeyes there with the Cornhuskers. So to me, I don't really see any equity in taking Iowa at this point in time because you're going to get 5-1 to one or better in that Big Ten championship game, assuming that they play Ohio State, but they'll be a dog to anybody from the East. So I don't really think it's necessarily worth tying up your money right now on the Hawkeyes. I know. It's a great, uh, it's a great point you make. I think the takeaway from this is, look, we know Ohio State, they were the team that looked bad first mm -hmm. with the loss against Oregon, mm -hmm. but even at minus 175, but some, some value well, to be had The fact that there. it's under $2 here I'm, is surprises me astounding well. to me. Yeah. I know they've already lost the game. I know they're not perfect, and I mentioned kind of their weakness in terms of passing defense, but they still stop the run. They still got five-star dudes all over the place on the offense. That's why it's kind of tough to back one of these guys, even C.J. Stroud for the Heisman at 8-1. to one. It's because how much credit is he going to get? Is he going to be discredited by the voters where it's like, yeah, you've got like eight million five stars on this offense. I mean, anybody, we can throw Wes Reynolds or Ben Wilson or Adam Burke in there at quarterback and still score 40 and 50 a game, you what know? Do we? I don't know. As a, as a 150 pound uh, guy who probably, if I took one hit, I'd, you know, all my bones would, would probably snap in half. Less. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you or Adam could, uh, could hold up a little better. I, like, I think you guys both make great, uh, great points within uh, this discussion. Well, remains to be seen if Ohio State actually covers tonight in that game against Indiana, currently laying 21. But I think the, the fact that it's, yes, under $2, uh, still pretty good value uh, to be had. Before we hit a, a break, Wes, we haven't really touched on any of these, these second window games that are now underway, but wanted just to take a quick moment to do that here because we've had some interesting uh, developments. All UCLA out of the gates mm -hmm. taking a 14-0 lead. Oregon just scored, although they're reviewing it, and it looks like they'll bring it back. I think Oregon's going to have the ball in, at about the half-yard line 
of UCLA. But early on, what have you seen from the Bruins? Yeah, this has been a, yeah, this has been a n- runaway. Nice start for UCLA uh, to begin with. Uh, and UCLA running the ball, and that's what they do well, and that's what Justin Fry likes to do uh, is run the ball. Former offensive lineman at Indiana, now the offensive coordinator for Chip Kelly. So we'll wait for a live price. We'll squeeze a couple in for the break. 7 nothing Oklahoma State over Iowa My heart State. Play. There we By go. the way, Iowa State minus one and a half, 41 and a half on the end game. Early second quarter. Also, Wisconsin-Purdue tied at 13, about two minutes left to go in the first half. Wisconsin, 170 yards, Purdue 44 yards, and yet we are tied at ross Aid. Man, and, uh, and Adam, you had mentioned this as well. You, you tried wanted us to stay away from that total in LSU Ole Miss. Early second quarter, LSU 7, Ole Miss nothing in a total that closed 77 or 77 and a half. Just amazing uh, in that game so far. We'll continue to keep you posted on all the uh, in-game action. Up next, though, we welcome in our guy Scott Seidenberg here to Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as we welcome you back. Betting across America, back with Wes Reynolds. I'm Ben Wilson from our Circa Sports Studios in downtown Las Vegas. We'll go back to Adam Burke in a few minutes down at the Mandalay Bay. But first, uh, we'll welcome in our guy, Scott Seidenberg. We're just keeping the desk warm for him, host of the Look Ahead Monday through Friday mornings, 1 to 4 a.m. on the East Coast. has been doing an outstanding job uh, with with the show. And uh, Scott, I know you were on the uh, Demon Deacons earlier today. Nice to start to the college football day for you. I, I, it's one of those I personally wish, you know, you threw, threw the whole mortgage on the over there. Each team covered it by themselves. Uh, so a nice start for you. How's the rest of the uh, college football Saturday been treating you to this point? Uh, you know, it's been exciting. Uh, hang on, guys. I have to go for another two-point conversion. Give oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll give you a second. Um, okay. All right. I, I didn't get it. Don't worry about it. I'm stunned. Uh, yeah, you know, just... <laughs> uh, yeah, Wake Forest was a nice start to the day, although it was kind of frustrating watching them just not be able to stop the Army offense. You know, I had no issues. You know, I thought Wake was going to score points. I didn't think they'd score 70, but I put them in for at least 40. I did not think Army was going to get into the 50s. It was ridiculous. But, you know, Wake pulls it out, so I'm happy about that. And right now, sweating out Liberty uh, as a three-touchdown favorite, just uh, having the ball for, you know, maybe two minutes already. And that's it in the first quarter, and they're down 7 nothing. Hopefully, they're not down 14 nothing pretty soon. Yeah, think about that. Uh, three thirty to go in the first quarter. You, yeah, we just had Adam Burke. He was also on Liberty. We're, I think we we found the the solution. We just slide in fellow uh, Liberty Flames backers into betting across America. Maybe that's the new uh, <laughs> the new solution here. Uh, follow him by the way at Scotts uh, on Air. We got the we got the look at that the nice buttoned up suit OTP photo for you too, Scott. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really really pro look. My, uh, my <laughs> headshot is still like I'm some capo in the mafia. Oh, with that you... little turtleneck <laughs> and you know beard, full beard grown out. So. uh I need to get a more professional one. Like I, Wes, Scott. come on. I like your I like your photo. But Scott, that is a very good a very good suit uh, you've got, uh, Scott. Looking ahead, too, to some of the, the games we'll have coming up later, very interesting uh, card, especially what we've seen already today with some of the huge favorites struggling, as we alluded to with the first-ever nine-overtime game, uh, Penn State going down uh, outright. We've kind of been getting the, uh, I guess, the general survey here of, of all of our guests today, getting the thoughts on, on the Ohio State-Indiana line. Is it too big of a number uh, to be laying for an Ohio State team on the road at uh, Indiana. I know you and I, Scott, had talked to preseason back when 
CJ Stroud was named the starting quarterback and and we saw how in real time his Eisman odds really had taken a, a dip from the 15 to 1 down to 11 or 12 to 1. Been pretty stagnant to, with the odds this year right now at about 8 to 1 and Ohio State has has been a team still uh, getting that market respect now that we're about 4 weeks removed from that loss to Oregon. So how do you see uh, the game like this playing out tonight in Bloomington? Yeah, I think Ohio State blows them out. Um, you know, let's just be honest. Uh, since uh, Indiana has not been the team that we thought that they were going to be coming into the season, it's obvious Michael Penix returning from the injury was not himself. Uh, and even though they still had guys like Tyler Freifogel, they lost some talent. And it, it, it was a nice season last year. I'm not calling it a fluke season, but it was a nice season. But this is a different Indiana team. And sure, they're at home, and can anything happen in a primetime game at home against the number five team in the nation? Absolutely. But Ohio State right now is hitting their stride. Um, They are, you know, averaging, what, 55 points per game on offense lately, and this team is going to win the Big Ten and get themselves into the college football playoff. So style points, really not necessary, but they will uh, dominate this game just like they will dominate the remainder of the Big Ten, you realize Ohio State is 6-1-1 one, and one against the spread as a Big Ten road favorite of more than 10 points. I think they cover again tonight in this game. You know, Scott, we were talking about this in the last segment with Adam Burke, kind of a buy-sell hold in the Big Ten with Ohio State still at minus a buck seventy-five to win the Big Ten. And I thought you raised a very good point there in terms of style points because Ohio State's schedule, they are going to get a ton of quality opponents. I know Penn State lost today. They're still going to be ranked going into Columbus next week. You're going to get Michigan State and you're also going to get Michigan. So you have plenty of opportunity to get good wins. Like, there's not a bad team left on that schedule. Like, Purdue's not bad. Purdue's currently ranked 25th. And Nebraska is really not that bad. So you don't really have any doormats on there. So I think you're going to get quality wins. And it's almost like minus 175. I feel like you have to bet that at this time. They're the best team right now. And we know that the Big Ten champion, whether it's a one-loss Big Ten champion, or an undefeated Big Ten champ is going into the college football playoff. And yes, that does mean Iowa still. If Iowa wins the Big Ten, they're going in. Like, you're not going to leave out the Big Ten champion with the gauntlet that is the Big Ten East. The Big Ten East is, is, could very well be, with the, the way that the SEC West has kind of fallen off lately, the Big Ten East is probably the best division in college football right now. So the winner is absolutely going to the college football playoff, and I do think that it's Ohio State. They are the best team. Yeah, hard, hard to dispute uh, that fact with the Big Ten East. As again, we're joined by Scott Seidenberg, host of our new show, The Look Ahead, 1 to 4 a.m. Eastern Monday through Friday. I know as part of that show, Scott, so many times, especially on those Thursday, Friday nights, you're on the air when the crazy late-night uh, Mountain West or Pac-12 game wraps up. So you've, you've been a part of some uh, ridiculous sweats, at least, to, to start the show before you get into the real uh, look ahead. And uh, one game that uh, we talked about earlier, we gave out our, our heart plays and our smart plays. And I'm, I'm hoping that uh, my one smart play I gave out looks smart. It is uh, San Diego State at Air Force. I laid the three uh, with the Falcons. I know you were on the air last Friday night when San Diego State had that crazy overtime win at uh, San Jose State. They've managed to stay undefeated, 6-0, and ranked 22nd in the country. Uh, I, I'm personally, for me, it's kind of a bet against against the Aztecs. Are you, uh, are you higher on, uh, on San Diego State, or uh, you think it's kind of a good spot for them to finally go down and, uh, and drop a game to a pretty good Air Force team? Do you guys like offense or do you like defense? because uh, that's the matchup here. The number one rushing offense in the nation against the number one rushing defense in the nation. So strength on strength in this matchup. Uh, If I had to take a bet, because to me, I'm just staying away from this game, 
It's going to be low scoring, but I would go with San Diego State in this matchup. Yeah, it's crazy. I know people are on Air Force, but I'm going to take the points in a game that I think comes down to the final possession of the game or just whoever has the football last. Air Force in this series against San Diego State is 0-8 straight up and 2-6 and against the spread. Now, the home team has covered three straight games, but San Diego State 9-2 and against the spread as an underdog of eight or less points in the last 11 in that role. And I just think that, you know, San Diego State's rush defense will be up to the task against this incredible triple option rushing attack of Air Force. And it is going to be Lucas Johnson, by the way, yep. that is going to get the start for San Diego State. Remember, he was at Georgia Tech when Paul Johnson was still there and they were still running the triple option in Atlanta. So that's why you're seeing such a low-scoring game. As Scott said, number one against number one, irresistible force versus a movable object. So I would certainly lean Scott's way there on San Diego State. But uh, Scott, let me ask you about one of the other late games. And this is a game that I really don't know what to do with, which means I probably do nothing with it. It is Notre Dame <laughs> now against USC. Notre Dame laying seven and a half, 59-ish the total right now. Any real read on this one or what do you expect to see tonight? I, I, it's like, I want to bet USC. I really do. But you know, if they lose and they lose by double digits, I'm going to be sitting here tonight going, why did I bet USC? It makes no sense. But I really do want to take the points in this matchup. The trends are in their favor. They're 25 and six straight up 21 and 10 against the spread when they're coming off of rest nine and one straight up and against the spread in non-conference games four and oh, against the spread in that role when coming off of a loss. Just the trends just point to USC being able to cover in this matchup. Plus, I'm not a big Notre Dame guy. Like, I'm not buy- I don't really buy into this program. They beat Florida State, who's trash. They almost lost to Toledo. The win against Purdue, I guess, looks better with Purdue playing, you know, some good football lately. Uh, they, you know, Wisconsin's trash. They couldn't compete with Cincinnati. And what am I to think about the win at Lane Stadium you know, the last time they played? And they barely escaped with a win against Virginia Tech. I just don't know how good this Notre Dame team is. Plus, I don't like the quarterback situation. Is it going to be Cone? Is it going to be Buckner? They just switch back and forth. Uh, to me, the right side of this game, in my opinion, is taking the points. But I don't trust this Trojan team at all. And I, I, don't, I, would, I don't – sometimes when you're in sports betting, guys – you have to bet the team that you're okay losing money on because, you know, just assume that you're going to lose and just say, I'm okay losing money as long as, you know, I know that it's on this team or it's on the right side. Uh, I think USC is the right side, but I'm not comfortable losing money with them. That's a good way to phrase it, I I think. Uh, By the way, betters have taken Notre Dame. It's now up to 7.5, basically market-wide from 7 earlier today. Again, give him a follow at Scott's On Air. I've been a great guy to co-host with in the past. Now he is the full-time Vegas resident. Check out the look ahead here on VEASAN Monday through Friday, 1 to 4 a.m. Eastern. Scott, as always, we appreciate the time. Best of luck with the rest of your uh, your plays tonight, and we'll catch up with you again soon. I'm going for two again, guys. Boom. <laughs> we'll check in in about 30 seconds, see what happens. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it's going to be another uh, non-conversion. Uh, again, uh, the 20 to 18 list. I'm still trying to piece together how in the heck. Nine yeah. overtimes, we had, the, we had three combined successful conversions out of the 18 attempts. Just... 
we, truly amazing. We had history made. That game is one for the history books, uh, so to speak. At the start of the show, we might not be telling our grandkids about the slate. Well, uh, maybe we will be, maybe, but for a different reason. Uh, when we return, we welcome back in Adam Burke from Mandalay Bay. Get you some updates and also uh, preview the slate still to come here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy 100 bucks. Register using code VSIN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code VEASAN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not 
available in Nevada. We welcome you back. It is Betting Across America from across Las Vegas. Back with Wes Reynolds. I'm Ben Wilson from our Circa Sportsbook Studios downtown. We also welcome back to the show Adam Burke standing by at the Mandalay Bay on the southern portion of the strip. And Wes, a couple games at the half. We'll update first. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin-Purdue. We're back to where we started after yeah. all that. Wisconsin closes minus three. They're laying three at the half in a 13-all game. Yeah, Wisconsin doubling Purdue in yards, but Purdue did get a defensive touchdown, so all tied at 13. A little bit ahead of pace, obviously, for that low total. 20-and-a-half now, the second-half total, so basically 46-and-a-half. So that game is at the half, and then a couple more on the end plays in terms of the feature games. Iowa State now 7-7, about two-and-a-half minutes ago in Ames in the first half. Clones minus four-and-a-half, 41-and-a-half, the current in-game total. BYU, Washington State all tied at seven. BYU minus three and a half in the in play. Two or four minutes left to go in the second. Pittsburgh just now in the end zone attempting the extra point, trying to tie this at seven. Pitt minus one and a half, 39 and a half. The current in game total at BetMGM, 39 or uh, rather four minutes left to go in the first half. Oregon trails UCLA 14 to seven. Bruins minus five and a half, 62 and a half on the in play. Wow. And uh, for, for Adam Burke, who, uh, as we've talked about, you like to go a little deeper on the card as well, look for some value. Who, who would have seen this coming uh, out of New Mexico up 14-3 at Wyoming at the half as a 20-point road underdog. I'm seeing uh, Wyoming minus 8.5 for the second half, so uh, still a dog for the game at basically plus uh, 2.5. Uh, what, what is going on there in Laramie? But that shouldn't really impact Wyoming because they can't really throw a forward pass anyway. So that's not really <laughs> yeah. too much of an issue for them. Uh, look, I mean, you know, I guess this kind of happens. You know, I mean, New Mexico just flooding the box and Wyoming not really able to run the football all that effectively. And, you know, look, last week Wyoming got shut out by Fresno State. That was a game where the yardage was pr- pretty close. But I think Wyoming minus three in turnovers in that game, if I remember correctly. So this is a very limited offense, and it has been throughout Craig Bull's tenure there, but obviously showing how limited they are here today. I still don't remember, Wes. First, uh, last year when I was still covering the Missouri football team, their season opener with uh, Kelly Bryant at quarterback, they were laying, I think, 24 and a half at Wyoming. Lost mm-hmm. the game outright. The, the, just, mountain, the Mountain the West weird, is weird. weird. Team, man. It, the Mountain West as a conference is weird. If you watched that game last night, by the way, about one of the worst clock management oh. situations you'll ever see from Colorado Mona State. Lisa. Search it on the Twitter. Search it on the YouTubes. Uh, you will find that. Uh, and Steve Adazio blaming <laughs> everybody, of course, but himself, just like he did it. Boston College. Oh man, where do you even start there? Not not spiking the ball and instead trying to rush the field goal unit on. What happens? Miss field goal. Uh, Colorado State loses. That's Utah State. Uh, Adam, let's get to some of the, the games we have not touched on coming up later. We'll stick on the West Coast as well. There's been a, a couple teams have had very interesting trajectories this year. One is Utah under the 17th year head coach Kyle Whittingham. A lot of ups and downs this year, but they've somewhat righted the ship, having won three straight. And a team that not many people have talked about at all, really no buzz in Corvallis. But Oregon State finds themselves uh, tied at really right there at the, at, the, at the top of their respective standings in the Pac-12 as well at 2-1. and one. So interesting matchup tonight where you see Utah pretty much market-wide laying about three points in this spot. Adam, any, any spot you would, uh, you'd be looking at here in a matchup like this? Yeah, you know, I mean, for Utah, look, they came off the bye, and they've looked really, really good. And, and some tragic circumstances going into the bye, uh, you know, with a player being killed. But, look, I mean, Kyle Whittingham, we know he's very good off the bye. We know he's very good off of extra rest. And you know, maybe he was able to smooth out some of the rough edges with this team. Maybe this team kind of coming together a little bit with that tragedy. And, look, they've played some very good football here of late. And also, too, I think going with rising at quarterback and, 
you know, just taking this offense away from Charlie Brewer, who just never really seemed to fit there after transferring from Baylor, it seems like they've responded really well to that. Maybe they like the way that Rising runs the offense, and it's kind of trickled down a little bit where their offense has been better, their defense has been pretty good as well. Uh, Oregon State has played well, had that big resounding win on the road at USC. First time they've done that in a very, very long time. But I think Utah laying the three tonight, probably the way to look. This is the Utah team I expected coming into the season where one of my biggest season win total bets was on the Utes where my projection was about a full win higher than the market. So I'm happy to see Utah kind of living up to the expectations that I put on them. And I think minus three, they're a pretty good look tonight. Adam, uh, the Texas A&M Aggies took care of business last week in what was kind of, uh, you thought maybe it'd be a letdown spot, but Missouri's defense has not been very good all year. Aggies got an easy win in Columbia. Now they're getting South Carolina coming in. All of a sudden, a South Carolina team that survived against Vanderbilt, 4-3 and three coming in. I believe you're taking a look at the dog here. Yeah, I like the dog in this spot. And actually, I was on Texas A&M last week in that favorite role against Missouri for the reason you mentioned. Missouri's run defense just absolutely atrocious, and that's the way that that game played out with A&M winning 35-14. I like South Carolina tonight for a few reasons. One of them is A&M had that win over Alabama, avoided that letdown spot, and then they have a bye week next week. So I sort of wonder if they're fully focused, fully engaged in this one, and maybe other betters kind of thinking the same thing with that line coming down a little bit. Big spread on the South Carolina side with a low total in the mid-40s. You have to like that. And also, I think South Carolina upgrades at the quarterback position here with Zeb Nolan taking over for Luke Doty. Doty winds up having season-ending surgery. Nolan leads that touchdown drive last week to avoid embarrassment against Vanderbilt. Sideline was fired up. Doty was fired up. Nolan was fired up. Everybody was really excited. And I know it's just a win over Vanderbilt, but I think it speaks to the respect that Nolan has in this program as a guy who was a graduate assistant, came back to play the quarterback position out of necessity, South Carolina's defense is pretty decent here too, so I think they can keep this one close with that low-scoring expectation in what probably ends up being an ugly game. And to your point, Adam, it's easy, I'm, I'm sure, for the public to say, really, like South Carolina, you, you needed to come back in the fourth quarter to beat Vandy? Let's just jump off the wagon, especially with how good Texas A&M has looked the last a couple of weeks. Is this a spot you're interested in at all either, Wes? I know you usually like to gravitate towards these, yeah, these spots as well. I think Adam's probably on the right track here because maybe this is what I would sometimes call the letdown after the letdown because oftentimes we think the letdown spot is coming the very next game, and right. it obviously did not at Mizzou, Texas A&M, uh, and they weren't even great in the game. It's just Missouri never could really get oh, anything bad. going. Their defense bad. is bad. <laughs> but you got a game South Carolina team that, you know, kind of hand-to-hand on against lowly Vanderbilt and then all of a sudden it's like oh now they're really going to get their you know what kicked in in College Station but sometimes A&M in these big favorite roles over the years they don't quite get there they look a little pedestrian and there's still some 20 out there 19 and a half at BetMGM I'd be on the Gamecocks or nothing here all in right. this spot a couple, couple guys taking a shot at the dog uh, by the way Travis Dye four yard rushing touchdown looks like Oregon is going to tie it up at 14 after going uh, down 14 nothing. Uh, we'll get a live number on that from Wes here in a moment. But one more uh, later game Adam wanted to get to before we reach the end of, uh, of the hour here. We have another uh, ACC matchup. And you talk about you know, coaching circumstances and, and certain off-the-field things, how that impacts the handicap. Uh, we had the, the radio interview yesterday where Miami's athletic director basically refusing to answer the question as to whether or not head coach of the Miami Hurricanes, Manny Diaz, will be back next season. It was your classic non-answer like, ah, oh, he's got a game to prepare for Saturday. We're, we're focused on that. 
Now, how do you think stuff like that will translate, especially into a game like this where North Carolina State's been playing some good football and are laying about three and a half on the road uh, down in Coral Gables today? Yeah, it was a non-answer, but it was an answer all the same. You know, obviously not a vote of confidence here for Manny Diaz and the coaching staff. And look, I mean, you know, Miami's base defense has actually played fairly well this year. They're doing okay from a yards per play standpoint. But the days of the turnover chain are long gone. They've only forced five takeaways this season. And that's not good. When you talk about this offense and some of the limitations and the shortcomings that they have now with De'Ara King out for the season and, you know, all the things that have kind of gone on off the field, on the field, in the locker room, all of that. You just really wonder how buttoned up this Miami team is here against an NC State team that's always ready to go. I mean, Dave Doran always has this team ready to go. They're never the most talented team on the field, but they always play really hard. They execute really well. I don't think Miami could do the same thing here tonight. So even though this number looks a little bit uncomfortable laying that road price and the hook with NC State, I think the hook is deserved here in this spot. And They'd be the side that I would take over the Hurricanes. Yeah, small over lean for okay. me here because I just think that, you know, Miami, now that their season is a little bit unsettled, you know, maybe sometimes you get into those happy action fun time type of games where there's not a lot of urgency on defense. By the way, Miami, not just down to Eric King, but also their top two running backs that were on the depth chart to start the season. NC State obviously still very much in the mix for the ACC title would lean Wolfpack, but I think I may go over here. There's one thing we love. It's happy action fun time, Adam. It's something you're going you're gonna to learn here, especially in these decent weekend shows. We still have a lot more to get to on the other side, our sixth and final hour of betting across America. We'll have more updates, more look aheads. We'll also be joined by a Heisman voter in Dave Miller in our next hour. That's all still to come right here on Betting Across America from VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.